Blog Talk Radio. our show this week, and we trust that you have had a good weekend and a start of another good week, and uh, we appreciate all the feedback that we've been uh, getting. We hope you've been enjoying our podcast, and uh, we want to remind you again, if you have anything that you would like to share with us, send an email to james at jjmediaonline.net. You can please uh, visit our sponsors, where we always have their websites in our show notes. You can also listen to our podcast at blogtalkradio.com slash jjmedia, or you can, again, go to our website, jjmediaonline.net, go to our, our podcast tab. So, our show today will be about self-driving cars, um, a little bit about the tech uh, Walmart is using, and then some more business tech, and, as always, our ministry tech. Want to remind you if you are a church or ministry that needs promotion, JJ Media LLC can help. Also, go to our highlighted product, that's yourchurchpromotions.com. Go to www.yourchurchpromotions.com. The link is in the show notes. This is our highlighted product. We are producing tips and tutorials to promote the local church, to promote it online, whether you're a uh, um, marketing your local church for a for a certain ministry, or you have a special service, uh, we're giving you tips of how to create a video, how to use uh, social media, social media templates. Um, we are in beta mode, so now is the time to get in because once we officially launch the site, the price will be much greater. The beta price is a one-time price, and that way, you will just have to pay the one-time price, and then you will reap the um, rewards of the full website for life. So, again, if you're a church or ministry, we can help you out. All right, let's jump into our um, our tech news for this week. And as I stated, we are talking of uh, self-driving cars. And self-driving cars, it is bringing several different aspects to the uh, to the automobile industry. But one of the different aspects that some may not think of is with self-driving cars, according to this article, auto insurance's time is limited. So, 
Um, the article reads, investors sank more than $1 billion into the auto tech companies in 2016 alone. With that kind of funding, the question isn't whether self-driving cars will change everything about how we get around, but how soon. Experts predict a shakeup in the auto industry, um, auto insurance industry, with self-driving cars leading to fewer accidents. So, does this mean that you can stop paying for your car insurance as soon as you have an autopilot enabled um, or as soon as they roll off the line? So, here they are giving a few um, different looks of autonomous vehicles. Here's a look of where the vehicles are now, where they're going, and how being a backseat driver driver in your own car may affect your need for auto insurance. All right, no automation. Most cars on the road fall into this category. They might have automated alerts such as blind spot monitoring or lane departure warnings, but it's up to the driver to control control the vehicle. Um, that's level zero. Level one, function spe specific automation. These vehicles have one or more automated features that can ease the impact of a crash, brake assist, sta stability control are two examples. Level two, combined function automation. These cars have interconnected automated features that take over the vehicle in certain situations. Drivers should, should uh, stay focused but can give up control periodically. For instance, a car with adaptive cruise control and lane centering technology could assume the task of steering and maintain, maintaining speed on the highway. That's level two. Level three, limited self-driving automation. These cars can take over all, specs, uh, all aspects of driving, but they alert the driver to resume control if a dangerous situation arises. And then the level four, four is full self-driving automation. These are fully autonomous cars that can handle all driving functions for the whole trip. Drivers become passengers. Level 4 vehicles are net, not yet available to the public. So, self-driving cars today. We're still in the early um, levels of autonomous vehicle development, but a recent white paper by research advisory firm KPMG concluded that driverless cars will arrive sooner than previously predicted. Many newer vehicles already have automatic features, um, which is, they refer to the level one table that I, I referred to, the lane departure warnings, the adaptive cruise control, and the collision avoidance um, braking. But according to the 2016 report published by the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, vehicles equipped with front crash prevention are much less likely to rear-end other vehicles. So, the insurance prediction, because of accident prevention features, appear to reduce the likelihood of claims a small number of insurers already provide discounts for drivers who ha um, whose cars have them. So, self-driving cars, early 2020s to late 2030s. In 2015, KBMG predicted the transition of human-driven cars to self-driving cars would be incremental, becoming the new normal by the year 2040. Just two years later, leap frogging tech developments compelled them to shave five years off this prediction. During this period, fully autonomous vehicles, not just prototypes and testing, will become available to the general public. Insurance analyst 
expects them to cost about three thousand more than traditional vehicles. Um, so basically, what they're saying, it is coming. It is coming a lot quicker than um, they figured. So who knows? Um, I know that if you're like me, um, automated uh, vehicles, it is kind of it's kind of disconcerting to be honest. Um, um, handing over the control of something that we've always always had. Um, so but that is something to think of, and uh, your insurance may lower. Um, the thing about this, dig in, and, and um, will it offset the cost of a vehicle, how much your insurance lowers, don't know. But it's, it's uh, technology is changing how we do things. All right, our next article is about Walmart brings Uber grocery delivers, deliveries Walmart brings Uber grocery deliveries to two more markets. Walmart is bringing Uber grocery deliveries to Dallas and Orlando areas, expanding its partnership with the ride, um, the ride-hailing service. The world's largest retailer teamed up with Uber to run a pilot program in Phoenix last year. They began delivering food in Tampa, Florida, earlier this year. The expansion to Dallas and Orlando announced. Um, and this uh, this article is uh, dated uh, August 21st, so it would be um, today of, and of this week. Um, the expansion to uh, to Dallas and, and Orlando marks the latest steps that Walmart is taking to offer more options for online grocery shoppers looking for convenience and amid increasing competi- competition from online leader Amazon.com. Of course. Many of you know that Amazon.com bought Whole Foods Market. Amazon.com already has the shipping in place, the uh, the um, delivery methods in place, so they are really giving Walmart competition. Still, Walmart has a bigger footprint in the U.S. The company has 4,692 locations across the country, including Sam's Club and small format stores. Walmart's second quarter re- revenue of 123 billion more than tripled Amazon's 38 billion. So Walmart basically has a little bit more foothold in this, but they see the handwriting on the wall. They better keep up or Amazon is going to overtake them. So just I'm bringing this up for in small business, what this is happening, what this is doing is the the more that the technology increases for the big businesses like that, it will have a trickle-down effect for small businesses, and you will be able to incorporate what the big businesses do into your small business. No, you may not be getting into grocery, but the the delivery process will be in place eventually for the small business. So competition is always good for the consumer. All right, our next business uh, tech article is about how to stay private on public Wi-Fi. And if you've uh, traveled much, if you've been around much, um, you know, there's a free Wi-Fi everywhere. You go to McDonald's, Starbucks, any, almost any restaurant, any coffee shop, they have open Wi-Fi. Um, now I do I do realize a lot of hotels. If you've stayed in a hotel lately, most hotels have security um, login on them, but it's kind of a security login 
but yet still sort of an open network. Uh, there was a hotel I recently stayed in that still did have the open network, but what they've done is um, they've they've kept it a a uh, open or they've done away with the totally open network because there are people pulling up beside a hotel and uh, logging on and using using their Wi-Fi. So they they actually have a log on a secure uh, log on, but yet it still kind of gives an open network at the at the same time. But here's an article I want to tell you about of how to stay private on a public Wi-Fi. And the, I'm just going to read this article, and that way you can you can understand. Um, no matter how safe the connection seems to be, your computer is vulnerable to hackers because you have no idea who is in charge of that router or who has access to it. And the data that passes through it, knowledge is power. There are lots of ways to protect yourself. Of course, your best defense is a virtual private network. And uh, with a virtual private ne network, it will prevent nosy strangers from snooping on your, your browser. You can also employ the useful firewalls and antivirus software to defend your computer from hackers and malware. Even the best security systems have their weaknesses, and you have likely never heard of this one. File sharing on a public network can expose your computer to data thieves. This is a scary problem because you may not even realize that you're sharing files, but if your computer is on the wrong setting, you may attract any number of cyber criminals. File sharing is very handy, especially for groups of pe people. Whether you're using iCloud, Dropbox, Google Drive, file sharing allows a large team to work on a single project at once or families to browse digital uh, photo albums or data specialists to organize large batches of information. This is very convenient as long as you're on your own secure network. But if you're sharing files on a public Wi-Fi, your folders may be accessible to anyone connected to the same network. In other words, file sharing automatically exposes your computer and everything you intend to share. Your vacation photos may end up on, in the wrong hands. So could your contact and so could your contracts, spreadsheets and tax information but if you're sharing files on a public Wi-Fi, your folders may be accessible to anyone connected to the same network. In other words, file sharing, um, it gives the hacker the ability to take advantage of shared folders. Anyone who looks around their network folders can instantly run a search and find unguarded files. An attacker can also set up a shared folder with malicious files. You may stumble into a mistress, mistress folder and think, wait a minute, where did this come from? Then you click on it, release the malware onto your desktop. There are other ways you can get into trouble too. But to ensure your, uh, to, uh, ensure your privacy, um, the article gives a step-by-step -step process of how to, how to uh, make it safe. So... Go ahead and click on the, the article and you can read up on how to give yourself a safe computer on public Wi-Fi. So I hope these uh, articles have helped you out, given you a little bit of influence and insight into what's happening with tech. And uh, we want to remind you again, click on yourchurchpromotions.com. If you're a church, even a local business, we give tutorials 
sign up for the uh, yourchurchpromotions.com and we can take you step by step through a process of promoting your church. We'll be right back with our our um, Christian tech and please listen to our sponsors. Click on our websites. We thank you for listening and being with us today. Hanold Homes is one of the nation's leading dealers for Lincoln Log Homes located in Kannapolis, North Carolina. If you're interested in a quality log home, give Hanold Homes a call at 772-214-0538 or go to their website shown in the show notes. You may sign up with your email to get their free catalog download. Call them today or submit your email. Skin care is so important here in South Florida. Many are needing quality products that come from an experienced skincare specialist. This is where Linda Lavelle can help you out. Go to www.lindalavelle.com or call her at 772-286-8540. You will get the best quality skincare that really works. Linda has over 40 years experience. Call Linda at 772-286-8540 for your quality skincare. If you live in Hove Sound or the Stewart, Florida area, and you are in need of lawn services, call Peter's Lawn Services. Call Brian at 740-710-2031 or email brian at brian at peterslawnservices.com. So for quality lawn service in the Hobe Sound and Stewart, Florida area call 740-710-2031. So, you live in South Florida and are in need of a quality photographer. Call Clayton or Joshua at SoFlow Photo. SoFlow Photo specializes in professional photography and videography. SoFlow has traveled worldwide doing video and photography. So for your South Florida professional photography contact Joshua by email, joshua at soflaphoto.net or phone, 304-657-8059 or Clayton by email, clayton at soflaphoto.net or phone, 772-485-1894. We want to say a big thank you again to our sponsors and thank you uh, those of you who are clicking on their their websites and uh, finding out and checking more about them. So, uh, um, one of the things that I did not do in the in the uh, business tech segment is uh, talking about a, a a comparison. And I know that uh, this is actually not about business tech. In fact, I have it in the. Um, uh, or not about church tech, but I have it in the business tech section in the show notes. But I want to want to do a uh, they they have a comparison about a Surface laptop versus a Dell XPS 13, the Face Off. And if you've uh, checked about tech much, the Surface Microsoft Surface is, has really come on strong, and they have a comparison between the Surface Surface laptop to a new 13-inch laptop. And um, the uh, and what I want to do, I'm not going to read the article, but I want you to go ahead and click on it. They have a a very uh, step by step comparison in a in a chart, a very detailed, um, and the the price and what all happens with it. So click on the link and uh, go ahead to it, and you can find out the comparison. 
So, all right, we're going to go ahead and jump into our our uh, church tech se segment. And um, if you've been around uh, just tech in general, you understand uh, social media. And uh, social media is very crucial. One of the things with social media is it creates, every time you, you share a website, a blog post, a photo, a video, there is a link that goes out. And one of those ways for helping with your SEO, the search engine optimization, is sharing those links on social media. One of the greatest ways of doing that is Twitter. I said all that to say this next article, it isn't about the SEO, but it's about, this article is about grow your church using Twitter search. Twitter is one of those uh, things that is an underestimated power. Uh, of course, I am huge on, on Facebook. I use Facebook daily. I use uh, only LinkedIn and Twitter and Google, um, kind of not near as much. But Twitter search is, vir is a virtually unknown tool by many with the church. If you desire to connect organically via social media to know what's going on in your commuter community or reach out to seekers right under your nose, using Twitter search can help point your church social media efforts in the right direction. This tool seems to be the, one of the most underrated tools on the web. You can get really specific with Google search and speak directly into people's lives. Over, it speaks of, uh, you know, the previous weeks from the time of this article, there's been specific topics about which been blogged about and interacting one-on-one -on -one with people who are tweeting about the same exact topic. And it's um, the article reads, it's amazing how you can drill down precisely. So here are some ideas, and it's important for you as the, the church ministry leader know how to search into a deeper dive than just merely clicking the, the search bar. It gives a, uh, a website, um, the twitter.com slash search home. Then click Advanced Search. In the Words section, search whatever you, you would like. Try not to type too many words, just a general search. This is key. Under Places, search your church's zip code or city or however narrow you want to go. Then click the Search button. So what that does, that will bring up a what is happening in your local area uh, on Twitter. And it gives a pinpoint for Twitter search. Okay, here are five ways churches can grow by using Twitter search. Search for people in your area having a bad day. Then share an encouraging Bible verse with them. That's pretty cool. One of the things I want to allude to, your church promotions, we are creating, we are creating uh, images, and, of course, we have scripture videos we are creating to share specifically for um, for encouragement, scripture, video. And so this would be a way you could do it. Um, number two, search for new move-ins. 
Then share a link to a blog post you've written that provides lots of good info about your community for new people. Pretty cool. Number three, give out digital gift cards to randomly bless people who live near your church. So with uh, Twitter, with searching for the new move-ins, you can share the link to a blog post you've written, and uh, you can actually use that with directing your your uh, from your Twitter feed direct it to your Facebook page and uh, just can continue sharing with with people and uh, you can search do this directed and precise search using Twitter um also you can you can um give out digital gift cards to randomly bless people who who live near your church. Hey, $5 Starbucks card. Um, you know, the local even McDonald's has has gift cards. Um, so you can do that. Um, this next tip is if there is a a key uh time that the church is needed, it is when tragedy strikes. When tragedy strikes your community, use Twitter search to find people who are talking about it. Then provide encouragement to them. And this next tip is is one that I think is very important. If tours come to your area or big events draw people, use Twitter search to invite them to your church while they're in town. That is crucial. Um, so there are some tips that you can actually grow your church um, just by using Twitter, social media, it works. And there are some ways to search um, in Facebook too, but Twitter is is very key for the SEO. All right, we're going to uh, end this with talking about some ways to have options for midweek ministry. Um, midweek ministry options. Midweek is a is a crucial time for all churches and midweek is the time that uh, you don't want to spend a long service but you want to create different things um, for your your church Um, adult midweek options small groups in homes or at church with child care available support groups college group activities um, Men's women Bible studies, uh, maybe early mornings, uh, maybe at church, maybe evenings in homes, senior Bible studies. Um, now I want to approach a subject here. Many of us were that are raised up in church, we think, man, Wednesday night got to be there, got to do it. Well, things are changing. The Wednesday night is not what it used to be. So you can actually make more inroads by maybe meeting at the local McDonald's fellowship and and maybe at a at a local home for bible study a lot there are a lot of churches that you may have the faithful few that show up on Wednesday night but all they do they come they sit and that's it um there are things you can do to really connect with the people of the church maybe some youth teen midweek options pre-programmed options uh, there are things that a uh, series that you can buy for for different clubs uh, one of them's called Awana like the article states or Pioneer Club for toddlers to middle school 
um, church-created original Bible programs. Um, upper grades, program for fourth and fifth grade, grade are separately. Middle school youth group, uh, that's sixth to eighth grade. High school youth group, ninth to twelfth grade. Special events such as worship nights, theme nights, um, but do different things. Um, have your starting end times. Make sure it's it's definite. That way they know when it starts, when it finishes, and really try to connect. I I'm seeing more and more, and have heard a lot more churches that in the midweek they focus on the kids. So use all of all of your adult, adults to work with the kids in the midweek to really connect. Because when you connect with kids, then you get the parents, then you have the family. So. Those are just some tips that you can do, and um, I know I don't want to start any controversy, but it's very key in the midweek service, you may have to to change things up, do things different than tradition. So, thank you for listening to this week's uh, podcast. Remember, go to yourchurchpromotions.com, make sure that you connect um, with us on our Facebook page. Uh, facebook.com slash jjmediaonline and with you signing up with your church promotions at the one one price gets the beta price you can join our facebook group and then we will go on and um, join in the facebook group we'll be doing some webinars uh, doing some support and uh, we will be working together for building your church thanks again for listening we look forward to being with you on our next podcast.